Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to another episode of Grassroots Marketing right here on Cannabis Radio. And my name is Darren Babbitt. I'm the co-founder of Cannabis Radio. I am stepping in for Brasco. Today, we are talking to Brandon Mills of Forefront uh, Ventures. How are you doing, Brandon? Doing great. Thanks for having me. So, Brandon, t- tell me, you know, Brasco is always so unbelievably thorough. Uh, he got together with your people and and my people, and suddenly your your dossier was like crazy. Tell us a little bit. Um, we're going to condense it just a little. Tell us a little bit about you. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm not sure how far back they went. That's that's a terrifying prospect. Um, so I I'm a, a recovering uh, tech entrepreneur. Spent the first 15 years of my career in tech. Multi time founder, CEO. Um, some wins, some losses, some some paddle scars along the way. Uh, I, I've been in the cannabis industry since 2016 formally, so I'm on about a seven-year stint here. Um, seven really tough, very different years. Uh, started in California, so um, I was one of the founding team members at a company called Island, which was a pre-roll brand founded in California in 2014 and kind of brought to market formally through 2015 and 2016 and uh, was really focused on the California market. We never took the brand out of state until we merged into the Forefront family last year, but have spent the the most the big part of my cannabis career in the state of California fighting the knife fight that has been California. And then more recently joined Forefront Ventures in April of last year by way of acquisition. I'm responsible for the Massachusetts and Illinois markets, which were kind of two of our core markets uh, in addition to Washington and California. And so I run about half of, of the Forefront operations. I have been enjoying the opportunities and challenges of running a cannabis business outside of the state of California. That's awesome. My, uh, my partner is actually from Massachusetts. She's from a little town they named after called Marblehead. Maybe you've heard of it. We, we always like, like to tell that little joke. Tell me uh, a little bit about, uh, you know, we're here at Benzinga, which by the way, for those of you listening, hearing all the howling in the background, uh, we're actually looking at the ocean. The wind is doing some atrocious stuff out there, uh, but it's actually quieter up here than it is down the lobby. So bear with the noises and the wind. So tell us a little bit about um, what you guys are hoping to accomplish here at Benzinga. The, you know, we're just down in the lobby, it is teeming with people. Uh, this looks to, to be uh, an amazing event and it is morning one. What are you guys looking to, to accomplish here? I mean, it's as much industry relations as anything, right? We all run, a, a lot of us run operations across multiple states. We're all headquartered in different places. So Unlike the tech industry where, you know, a lot of your conferences end up being in Silicon Valley and so you sort of see the same people over and over again there, this Benzinga Cannabis Conference, the the one six months ago, I guess, in the fall in Illinois and this one have been a great opportunity to just meet with people from all over the U.S. that happen to be in the same place at the same time. So it's a, it's a super efficient way to get, you know, 15 to 30 minute speed dating back to back to back to back. I think more importantly, it's kind of a finger on the pulse. We're trying to get a feel for how are other operators failing, faring in, failing and faring in their respective environments? What are the capital markets looking for? Um, the state of the capital markets, uh, opportunities for capital raising. Yeah, just just general industry networking, and then an opportunity to listen to some of the keynote speeches and kind of hear what some of the bigger players are are doing and expecting, and and all share. I think we're all, you know, cannabis is unique in that as competitive as it is, it feels like it's one big community, and we're all sort of in it together, fighting our our various battles. And so this is an opportunity to to hear each other, to to learn from one another, and to share, um, kind of what, what where we're 
able to find successes, what we're struggling with. Um, I think there will be strong partnerships forged. And this is, I think everyone's excited to find a brighter path ahead. And so we're all kind of here asking the same questions we were six months ago, which was, is this the bottom? Where are we headed from here? Where, where's the light at the end of the tunnel? You know, and, and speaking of the markets, when you look at uh, the MSOs that are traded right now, a lot of these guys, their stock is way, way down, way down. Do you think that uh, the farther we get away from COVID, do you see that, you know, uh, these, these valuations coming back? Um, is that do you, do you think this is a temporary fluctuation or do you think, you know, we've got a little bit more of this to ride out? So, yes, I think it's temporary, but the the bad news is I think we've got, we need a real macro catalyst in order to change the trajectory here. I don't think that, I mean, we just released earnings, a bunch of the big MSOs just released earnings. Our companies, you know, are becoming more focused, are becoming more lean, are focusing on operational excellence. Uh, are finding ways to become cash flow positive in their various markets, ourselves included. And despite the fact that our businesses are getting stronger and arguably less risky, our stocks are still down 80, 90, 70%, all of us equally. It's like no, no one was spared. So I think everybody's really waiting for some sort of larger legislation, banking relief, safe, safe plus, one of these macro events, yeah, to really change the conversation. And so I think we're going to be kind of dribbling along the bottom here until we get some movement on that front at that scale. So let me let me ask a follow-on question. You just mentioned, you know, a, a potential you know, macro event, kind of like legislation. Do you see federal legislation coming either on the banking side or on uh, the legalization of the plant it, it before Biden gets out? It's it's hard to answer that question because I feel like I've answered this every year and every year it's like, of course, of course we see it coming in the next 12 to 18 months before Biden gets out. Yeah, I mean, I think if if Biden's trailing in the polls and and the Democrats need political capital, do I see it, this as an opportunity to get something passed? Yes. Do I believe we'll see more talk about safe and safe plus even close, even more in near term time horizon? Yes. I, I don't know what gets done. I think those of us that are operating through this environment are planning for the planning for the worst, right? Let's let's plan for this doesn't happen in the next 24 months. What does life look like? What, what does our cash position need to look like today? What markets do we need to make sure we shore up? What initiatives should we cut? Where should we look for efficiencies? Where can we find cost-cutting opportunities to make sure that we survive to fight another day? And that's everybody from small private companies in California that I've competed against for the past seven years to all of the other MSOs that we're sort of in the same ballpark with now. No, nobody is playing with any real advantage right now unless it's capital. So I think that that spurns one last really good question. Um, if you could give a tip to uh, any of our listeners that uh, they're running their own businesses, they're they're feeling they're riding the same wave that you know you guys are, that all of us are, what what would be the tip that you would give them to help them maybe uh, arrive at that macro point and and not have filed bankruptcy? So this is a a lesson learned multi multiple times over, um, which is that you have to you have to survive, right? The KPM KPI number one is survive, and um, sometimes that involves you know cutting off an appendage to save the body is a term that's that's been used by our board and and investors before and and you have to take a hard look like there's no 
there is no more room for just optimism, blind optimism. So I think you have to take a, a real hard look at your cash position. You have to understand whether or not you believe you actually have, you know, if you're a brand like, like I came from in California, you have to believe that you have true product market fit and that your traction is real and not just a short-term uh, blip on the radar and that you've, you feel very comfortable that the, the cash that you have on hand without raising any more is going to get you through the next 24 months. And if you don't see that path, then you need to go into a very different set of planning and, and operational exercises. And those are that's a really hard time for a founder or an operator, or a small business owner to, ex, you know, to examine themselves, especially for those of us that have been at this for five, six, seven, ten years. Um, it seems like by this point, there should be a path out. And I'm it's very clear that there is not. So I think the, the the big challenge right now is just making sure that you understand your cash position, you understand your burn if you're not yet profitable, and you and you can see a path to getting to cash flow break even because that's that's what changes the conversation with investors and capital providers. The debt markets is is cash flow positivity. That's a binary metric that's very very important in today's world. And if you don't have a path to that, then it's time to start looking at plans B, C, and D. And for us, like to be completely frank, in California Island, we. We thought we had a great brand. We were performing really well. We had several years of growth, um, top 20 cultivator in the state. We still, without being vertically integrated, without you know significant cash reserves, we just didn't feel comfortable with the path ahead, even after six or seven years of what we what we thought was some decent performance. And so our, our merger into Forefront Ventures was a result of looking at ourselves and saying, can we really continue to go do this on our own as a small, independent, private operator, single state operator? Um, and, and our answer was we wanted to be a part of something bigger. We wanted a bigger growth opportunity. We wanted to be part of something with a balance sheet that was a little bit more stable and gave us an opportunity to fight for the long term. And I think that's, you know, the, the second layer of challenge there is that most MSOs and, and even large single state operators, public or private, are not in the business of taking risk right now. And so looking to sell your smaller cannabis business to a larger, more stable one isn't as easy as it, you know, could be in another market environment. So yeah, fraught with challenges, but um, it's it's a hard introspective look right now, and making sure that you you have the cash to survive the next couple years, uh, assuming that safe or safe plus or federal legalization doesn't happen. Brandon, I got to tell you, I appreciate the insight there, folks. Uh, I think a clear takeaway from that is the days of blind optimism are over. <laughs> I have been over. Brandon, if they want to learn more uh, about what you guys are doing, where do they go to to get more information? Find us on Instagram or Twitter. Our hashtag is uh, Forefront Ventures or at our website, ForefrontVentures.com. Perfect. There we go. Thanks for taking a few minutes to talk to us. All right. There we go, folks. You've been listening to Grassroots Marketing right here on Cannabis Radio. Stay tuned for more. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.